back. This is your host, Attorney Alan Edmonds, and we are continuing our discussion through podcasts about the National Security Clearance Adjudicative Guidelines. And uh, that comes in a variety of uh, presentations because each agency will sometimes use the same content, but they'll slap a different cover page on it. Uh, the most widely used is the DOD Directive 5220.6. There are also other variations called National Security Adjudicative Guidelines. Don't be confused. Uh, they're pretty much the same. We have been uh, working our way through the guidelines and the 13 different uh, bases for denying your security clearance or revoking your clearance if the government finds out certain activity has occurred uh, in your periodic review or uh, something that maybe has come to them uh, by a sweep or search of criminal records, uh, taxpayer information, or debt uh, information. You should know that the government has a continuing uh, examination of security clearance holders backgrounds so they will uh, be checking your background without your knowledge they'll be checking your credit they'll be checking a variety of things we had a recent case uh, with nsa that was amazing because uh, the accusations was uh, foreign influence or foreign preference concerning an individual who held a clearance had some rental property in the dc area and she was contacted by a Russian national uh, to rent the property. Um, it was somewhat suspicious, and she and her husband exchanged uh, emails and texts. And uh, NSA moved against her clearance. It's not resolved. They moved against her clearance, but in the evidence package, they had printed all of the emails and texts. So, um, that was shocking for her to realize that uh, they were available to NSA and indeed they were because she held a security clearance. So you've got to be careful. Today's case is different. Today's case is guideline J criminal conduct. And many of you know that the concern is any criminal activity that creates doubt about a person's judgment, reliability and trustworthiness uh, or calls into question a person's ability or willingness to comply with the laws, rules, and regulations can create a security uh, concern. And that concern can be so grave as to result in a revocation of a clearance. And that's precisely what happened to our client who was uh, in the military, active duty, and he had a security clearance. Um, and he was using uh, a steroid, uh, testosterone steroid liquid for weightlifting. And the command found out about it. The government found out about it. They issued him an SOR under guideline J. And uh, there was other accusations concerning uh, driving his father to locations where there was drug use. At the time that occurred, he was a minor. He didn't go in. He didn't know about any of the drugs. He didn't know about any of the use of drugs or purchase. But that was the allegation. Uh, he had uh, 
consulted other lawyers. They refused to uh, or declined to represent him, saying this was a case that uh, was going to be too difficult for them. So he came to the Edmonds Law Firm. You can call us at 800-481-2526. We accepted the case and uh, we uh, assigned, I assigned as the owner of the firm, one of our uh, litigation attorneys. Chris Snowden did an outstanding job on this case and he took it to a trial. And uh, the case came down to uh, uh, steroid use. And uh, we argued and introduced a lot of evidence, both documents and testimony uh, from our client. And um, there are mitigating factors that we argued under guideline J and uh, the mitigating factors include that the activity happened so long ago. And in this case, it was four years ago. And my client was uh, a lot younger, obviously. And uh, we also argued it happened under circumstances unlikely to reoccur. He was no longer in the military and uh, no longer associating with the weight training individuals. And he was no longer using uh, a steroid for weightlifting. Uh, we also argued a mitigating factor for successful rehabilitation. And uh, we showed that there was no longer any steroid use. And we showed that he was compliant with uh, all the rules and regulations that applied for security clearance holders. Um, then we went to a very, very uh, in-depth review of his entire background, his uh, whole person concept uh, concerning his deployments to very dangerous areas. Uh, and he did indeed uh, do tours overseas. Um, he was deployed to Iraq and uh, he also was in Syria. Uh, there were a lot of IED incidents, and um, he was involved in some uh, hostile fire uh, in Iraq and in uh, Syria. And we argued that. We, we presented that in depth um, to the court. And so he got out of the service. Um, he was decorated, and he went back to his hometown. And... Um, he, he received a Navy unit commendation medal, among others, and was quite a marksman. Um, we also showed that uh, he had some problems with the family, their health problems, uh, including uh, uh, cancer. And he took care of his uh, aging parents, and uh, who were, one of them was suffering with pancreatic cancer. And so he uh, had a lot on his plate but through it all uh, was acting in a very responsible, loving uh, manner, as well as holding down a job. And uh, we argued that he had uh, taken over as head of household, so to speak, the family duties for his younger siblings. I said earlier that some of the mitigating factors were the passage of time, and that's true. The others are that it happened under circumstances unlikely to occur. We argued that in this case, and we had evidence to show that the circumstances that he was weight training with in the military no longer exist because he's no longer in the military. And uh, we also argued that there's uh, 
no evidence that he has not completely rehabilitated and stopped uh, using. So the value of this whole case to you as a listener is that um, these cases are difficult and they're not cases that you by yourself want to take into the courtroom. You've heard in my other podcasts what can happen in the courtroom. It doesn't happen always, but it does happen. Enough people call me up and say, I went to a hearing by myself. It was a huge mistake. I was humiliated and embarrassed. And um, of course, I lost the case. What do I do now? Well, that's a tough position to be in. Uh, Those individuals lost their clearance and they thereby lost their job, their ability to provide for their family and their kids. And their whole world came crashing down, all because of a decision that they made that uh, they could handle the case themselves in a courtroom against an experienced U.S. attorney in front of a federal administrative judge. Huge mistake in judgment. When I talk to those people, the common response is, well, my friend said or my coworkers said that I could do this myself. So I tried it. And uh, of course, when I reviewed their case following trial, they didn't admit the evidence that was required. I looked at the verbal transcript of the hearing. Uh, Their arguments were were terrible, and uh, they were often uh, non-responsive to the comments and questions by the judge. It just uh, unwinds and gets uh, more tragic when I read these transcripts to see a career that's slipping away, all because somebody tried to save a little bit of money. At the Edmonds Law Firm, we've been helping active duty and civilian with guideline J cases, criminal conduct, for over 40 years. Uh, I personally have over 3,500 trials. And as I said, I welcome your calls. Uh, But the reason we're talking about this case is because this is a very common case. You folks call me and want to know about steroid use and can it affect your clearance? And the answer is absolutely it can. And uh, you've got to be very, very careful. The uh, steroid use is not uh, condoned by the Department of Defense. And yes, there are changes in the marijuana use. According to the military, they're uh, changing their protocol there somewhat. They're being more lenient. But you should know that as of today, the day of this broadcast, uh, marijuana use is still prohibited. There's zero tolerance by the DOD. There are mitigating factors that we raise. We do a lot of drug cases at the Edmonds Law Firm, and uh, you can win those cases. And if you go to my website, you'll see that we are successful. But you should know the position of the government, which is uh, they don't tolerate uh, drug use, even if it's marijuana or if it's CBD. And there's so much confusion about the use of CBD gummies. Call me at 800-481-2526 if you have a concern. Interestingly enough, in the case that we're talking about, though, the use of steroids, the government could have raised other guidelines. They raised guideline J, which is criminal conduct, but they could have also raised guideline E, which is personal conduct, and they did not do that. They could have done that, and it's not uncommon for the government to... uh, bring a complaint or an allegation in an SOR, Statement of Reasons, with multiple guideline violations. So that's when the case gets really heavy. And uh, 
you know, my advice is don't handle it yourself. Your career is too important and your clearance is too important. And it's very, very difficult to get a clearance back once it's been uh, revoked in an administrative court hearing. The, um, the case here was a successful case. We won the case. Our client ended up with his clearance, which was fantastic. It was restored and he uh, kept his job, his civilian job that required him to have a clearance to maintain that job. So happy ending on this one. Uh, we were thrilled to represent him. Uh, attorney Chris Snowden in my office appeared at the hearing and litigated this case and did a outstanding job. And uh, we are a very aggressive law firm. We fight for you and we protect you. I often say to my clients, we have two reasons to be in that courtroom. And one is to try and win the case. And the other is to protect you. We don't want you to get embarrassed or humiliated or uh, be disrespected by uh, people in the courtroom. It shouldn't happen. And there are times when it does not happen. And there are times when it does. And when it does, and you're by yourself, uh, believe me, it is a uh, very, very difficult uh, period to adjust to. And it's very uncomfortable. And people leave that courtroom angry and uh, call me up and say, what can I do? I was treated terribly. And it's difficult for us to rehabilitate the hearing that has already uh, occurred and closed. So this is Alan Edmonds. Uh, we have offices across the United States, California, Texas, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., and Florida. Uh, we're anxious to take your calls. We handle all aspects of security clearance as well as military upgrades. And we also help federal employees that have the same type of situation. They may get a guideline J complaint in a notice of proposed action to suspend them or to terminate them. You should know that all of these notices are very, very time sensitive. Don't sit on them. Uh, don't procrastinate. Uh, it takes time to do the response to a notice of proposed action or to an SOR. Our responses are 20 to 30 pages long. So call me 800-481-2526. And thank you for listening.